Hey guys, hope we are all doing well. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Content Creator Podcast. Now, if you listen to the first six episodes, if you're one of the old school listeners, I guess we can call you, uh, then you will know that it has been a little while. However, this is pretty much, I'm going to say, a fresh start for this podcast uh, and consistency. I've not been very good at it, but it's one of the things that we're going to be talking about today when we talk about planning your content. Uh, But for those who are new to the podcast or those who need a little reminder, since it has been a while, the idea of this podcast is to help content creators create. So if you are a content creator, you are looking to, you know, grow your personal brand, a YouTube channel, something like that, or whether you actually work in marketing, own a business, and you want the best results for your brand and your business, then this podcast is for you. And in this episode, I want to talk about the importance of planning your content and the best ways to go about doing it, some of the things that you need to bear in mind whilst doing so. This, I hope, is to be the first of many episodes, uh, consistent episodes on this uh, channel and on this podcast, uh, because that is very much what I'm going to be talking about in this episode itself, uh, is the importance of consistency, is the importance of being efficient, and how to best plan and make the most of your content. So we might as well jump straight in. There is a few points that I want to cover, and the first is to actually um, get started, I guess, right, is to look at what messages and what purpose Uh, you are trying to get out of this content? What is it that you're actually trying to do? And there's a few different things that you can look at when you're uh, doing this. I've been a little bit more prepared this time and got my notes up on the side here. So you need to look at what it is that you're actually wanting to do. Are you doing this for... Um, you know, entertainment purposes, first of all, is this just something to, um, you know, kill a little bit of time as a, as a you know, solopreneur maybe, or a, or a content creator, you just want to make a few YouTube videos, or are you indeed someone who does work in marketing, uh, or wants to build a, biz- a business and a brand and, and all that sort of stuff. So that's the, I guess, the first place to start and look at what you actually want to get out of it. Is this something that you're really going to have to hold yourself accountable to? Is this something that could actually end up putting quite a bit of pressure on you, especially if it is a job role? Um, Or is it something, like I say, that you just want to maybe start a gaming channel or something like that to kill a few hours uh, on the uh, the weekends or or on the weeknights? Um, And that will kind of, I guess, help, first of all, um, decide, one, the importance of the channel, Uh, but also what strategies and what tactics and all that kind of thing in terms of an actual content, fully-fledged content strategy that you need to implement. If there's not much pressure, I guess you don't need to worry about it, but I would still listen to this episode. If there is, and this is something that you're really trying to push, you maybe want to monetize a YouTube channel, you maybe want to sell some merchandise off the back of that, get yourself some brand deals, whatever it might be, or just sell a a boatload of products for your business, um, then, you know, you really need to start looking at what platforms it is that's actually going to be able to to make that happen, what type of content, uh, and those are kind of two questions that it's never kind of one or the other, you need to look at both of them, um, I guess, as one, as a two-part question, perhaps. For me, I always prefer video, I always prefer uh, audio, Um, that's just the content that I prefer to consume, but also the content that I prefer to make as well. It helps because I run a video production, you know, video freelancer. Uh, and so I work with clients in video. This is pretty much all that I do. I never, ever leave Final Cut, it seems. Um, so for me, I know that it's going to be video. So I need to look at those platforms. What is it that's going to, you know, where's that video going to be going? Is it YouTube? Well, it is for my Affinity Racing brand. Is it going to be YouTube for my drum channel? Well, yes, it is. But I also want to have a look at some other 
other platforms that could be really, really, you know, helpful with that. For you, you may not want to look or even think about video. You may prefer to sit well away from a camera. You may prefer to actually, you may be a copywriter or you may prefer to just, uh, you know, create your content in written form. And that is perfectly fine as well. We're going to talk about the importance of knowing what is right for you as a creator, what you're more most comfortable with um, and what actually comes across as you know genuine genuine uh, content as well because being authentic is is something that gets preached a lot about but it's very very important so if it was something like written form then you're obviously going to want to uh, you know favor a blog favor your website favor uh, you know maybe LinkedIn written posts uh, Facebook written posts long form um, there may be some platforms obvious platforms like YouTube that you may actually want to avoid and that's perfectly fine you don't have to be on every platform again something i'm going to talk about later took me a long time to realize that um so let's have a look here then so what form is co uh, of content is it that's actually going to perform best for you so maybe even just sit think about that what is it going to be is it video is it written form is it an audio podcast if you can get away with doing audio and video by the way that's a massive massive help um but yeah have a look at what it is that you actually want to do what kind of content are you actually going to enjoy because this is a huge huge part of it um and and make some notes about that and see what you think is is going to be the best way to go um so it's obvious that there is a benefit to exploring um other forms of content or kind of all forms of content um you know and possibly other platforms and all that sort of stuff as I punch my microphone, um, but you want to look to um, possibly outsource some of that. If it's something that you don't want to do, if you don't want to be sat in front of a video or you don't want to create TikTok videos, or perhaps you're the other way around, like myself, I prefer to be on camera, prefer to do the recording, but something like written content, I struggle with. I don't have the time or patience or the um, the the eloquency. Uh, I don't have that on, on video either with a horrific Geordie accent, but uh, I can't quite get that into in a written form in a way that would engage viewers. So maybe that's something that you would want to outsource. Maybe that's something that is not quite um, natural to you. By all means, have a practice, get good at it, realize that you're maybe not good at it, have you know, have some sort of self-awareness, but you, you may want to outsource that if it's something that you think is still gonna be quite important as a way of uh, you know developing and, and, and gaining some traction on your brand. But be self-aware enough to know what is not going to work. Be self-aware enough to know what is not going to feel right. Um, there is nothing wrong, absolutely nothing wrong, with avoiding a platform uh, altogether or a certain form of content if it doesn't feel right to you. Because if it doesn't feel right to you, it's certainly not going to feel right to your viewers, to your audience as well. So, as I say, I've given that example. I dabbled uh, with blogs a little bit. The written form didn't quite work for me um, because I just preferred the podcast. I preferred to talk to camera, ramble on, and then worry about it when I come to uh, to edit. Um, but what I actually found was a good way of working was pretty much scripting out my video, scripting out my content, my, uh, my, my podcast, and then perhaps look to outsource that to be to be written, maybe top and tailed properly, but to be written in a in a copyright friendly, you know, uh, viewer friendly way that people can read that and actually enjoy it a little bit better. Um, and and you're essentially all that you're actually doing there is taking the more or less the transcript uh, from your video from your podcast. Um, and whether that's the way you go or you do outsource it, something like that. That is a that's that's my example. That's the way that I prefer to do that. It was a form of content that I wanted to. Uh, explore and stick with for the purpose of um, you know blogs and LinkedIn um, articles but I knew that it wasn't something I could do myself um, so one really important thing here that 
I can't stress enough, and it's kind of a theme throughout this, is that you are much more likely to stick with content that you actually enjoy creating. Now, it's a little bit trickier if you do work in a, you're in a marketing role, you work for a business or a brand, and you know that that is what's best for the brand, but maybe you don't want to be the face on that camera, uh, you don't want to be the, the voice on that podcast, uh, you know, or the, you don't want to be the one that's dancing around on TikTok. That is perfectly, perfectly fine. If it's going to work best for the brand, you don't necessarily have to do it. Look at ways that you can uh, you know, kind of counter that, get other people in, get influence, influencers um, on those platforms. There is always ways around it if you yourself uh, don't feel comfortable. Um, if you are someone like me who has, well, I've got a few different YouTube channels for different purposes. Maybe you're creating a gaming channel, for example. Um, if you are going to actually, if you enjoy that, which you obviously would do, um, you are far, far more likely to, one, stick with the content, continue producing it consistently you're going to produce a, a lot more of it which is very very helpful um, and you're just going to get so many more benefits out of that for a start you've stuck with it you're going to see the results you're going to actually want to see it through you're not going to post one blog and go oh well not many people read that so maybe i'll just scrap it off altogether you're actually going to have you know the ability to deploy patience against that content because you want to see it out you want to see it do well um, and that is uh that is very very important um, so when you actually enjoy creating content, something that I've realized is when you enjoy creating content, uh, you know, and you enjoy the process, productivity no longer becomes something that you're actually aiming for because it actually just becomes standard. This is something um, to give a real life example that I have noticed on my Affinity Racing uh, brand. So my YouTube channel for Affinity Racing, there's some other platforms that sit underneath, but YouTube is the main focus. I have created over two, uh, probably now actually over 300 videos on that, um, on that channel in the space of about a year, which is just absolutely insane, an insane amount of um, content. Granted, the content itself doesn't take a huge amount of time to produce, going to touch on that in a second um, but the 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 amount of videos the amount of content that I've produced has totally outdone anything that I've ever done on winter media um, by by a huge huge amount and the channel in nine months has outgrown it uh, winter media channel in four years or five years that I've had that going so that is something that is really really important you're going to stick with it you're going to have the patience you're going to actually enjoy it you're going to want to see it it through and that productivity is no longer going to become a worry it's actually going to be the part of the week that you look forward to it's going to be the part of the day uh, or the tasks when you see it come up on trello or whatever you use you see you know the content production um checklist and all that sort of stuff you might actually be even excited to get that done which is a very very good place to be so without wanting to ramble too much, make sure you're looking at the type of content that you actually want to produce first of all. Try other things, as I say, just to summarize, but really have a bit of self-awareness. Know what works for you, know what you're going to enjoy, and double down on that. So in terms of actually planning your content, and the uh, you know we've talked about the type of content that you want to produce, but that might just be video. You might know that video is what you want to produce. The type of video that you want to produce, the titles of those videos, the subjects of those videos is something that you want to have a, a good think about as well. So a big, big tip when planning your content, 
um, is actually finding a uh, theme or a content pillar that can give you reoccurrence, okay? So it can give you kind of like episodic content or episodic content, um, if you like. This is something that I try and implement uh, across all of my channels because I know first and foremost, it is something that will get the ball rolling. You, if you can have an episode one, two, three, four, five, up, all the way up to 100, two, 300, you know you have got content there or opportunities for content at least for years on end. So try and start there. It's a little bit of a hack because most people go, well, I want to do this video and this video and this video, this video, but they're all kind of, they're all over the place. None of those videos are linked and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But as you can imagine, they take a lot more time to produce. They take a lot more time to um, pre-produce, post-produce. Uh, you know, they take a lot more time to actually think about, to get the ideas together for. Uh, and with that, they're going to be fewer and further between. So to give you some examples, obviously a podcast is one of the first uh, content uh, forms of content that a lot of my clients try and go for. They don't really think it through a lot of the time, I've got to be honest. So many, many content episodes, uh, many, many podcast episodes rather, do not make it uh, past the second or third episode. They then realize, oh, I actually haven't thought this through properly. So just because you're doing a podcast and you know there's seven billion people in the world, just because you have the opportunity, I guess, to interview seven billion people, doesn't always mean that that's actually going to work out. Uh, but things like a Q&A show make it possible, you know, impossible, I should say, to actually run out of questions, um, especially if you're kind of an expert in your field um, and or you can, you know, have some sort of entertainment around that. Um, and since I always like to give examples of what I'm doing, my drum channel is a prime example of this. So there is an endless amount of songs, uh, not that I can play, but an endless amount of songs, I guess, that I can produce drum covers of. So I can play those songs, record the video for that. There is an endless amount of songs uh, out there that I can that I can produce. There is an endless amount of songs that I can uh, react to as well. I started doing some of those just to just to test the water. They actually did okay. Not sure if it's something that I'm going to stick to because you know back to the original point of enjoying it and being authentic. I'm not quite sure if it's for me, but uh, there is an endless amount of songs that I could react to or talk about. Um, as well as a ton of great drummers that I would love to interview. That's something that I want to do as well. So maybe it's a podcast around uh, drums, although Craig Reynolds has uh, beaten me to that one. Um, and also review videos for drumming equipment. So whether that is literally, you know, drumsticks, the actual drums, the cymbals, whatever it might be, not to bore you with that, but there's an endless amount of gear uh, reviews that I can um, that I can produce as well. So that, con that, that channel, there is so much content that I can produce on that channel. I actually don't know where to start. And I think that's a better place than not knowing what content you want to produce uh, at all. And just as a very um, quick example, again, uh, switching over to my Affinity Racing channel, uh, where I basically muck about on Gran Turismo for, uh, for a few nights of the week, um, there is new races on that platform every Monday. So I know that I can do live streams, I can do, um, you know, film those races. They're always going to be different. There's always going to be something different happening. It's a race, so it's quite unpredictable. Um, and there's a relatively nice coincidence, given the space that you're in, uh, if, you're, if you're in gaming, that there's always going to be, you know, uh, new content, new updates, new maps or whatever it is if you're on Call of Duty. Um, the only thing that I think is not like that is FIFA, uh, which is why I actually struggled with that myself uh, when I went to try and do Affinity Gaming as well. But maybe that's a, a one for a different day. So episodic, if I can, if that's even a word, if I'm pronouncing it right, if it is a word, um, an episodic pillar of content 
I recommend for any brand and content creator because it actually gives you something to be constantly producing, even if it's one episode a week. You look at Joe Rogan now with his podcast, he's up to whatever, 2,000 episodes, something absolutely insane. Um, Gary Vee was one of the first people I saw do this with the Ask Gary Vee Show or Wine Library as he did back in the day. Over a 1,000 episodes just tasting wine, right? The, 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 if, you, if you nail that pillar of content... Um, it is something that you could see take your brand, you know, for the next five, 10 years worth of content. It could be absolutely insane. And of course, you're always going to want to be creative, right? You're always going to want to do other stuff, uh, at least if you're anything like me. Um, and if you're a brand trying to get your name out there, it's probably recommended anyways. Um, but those higher value production pieces, as I've mentioned, will take longer time to produce, will take longer times to uh, organize, to plan, to, to put together, to film. Um, and so they are going to be fewer and further between. But there could be big, big statement pieces that you maybe focus on once every few months or once a month um, and, and kind of have, that, um, have that, that build up, that hype and something to look forward to around that always worth having a few different pillars of content uh, all of which take you know different levels of kind of production and planning uh, to give you that to give you that variety as a very quick example once again just to go back to the drum channel I uh, have done a whole bunch of you know drum cover videos tried just before COVID messed everything up to have some um, agreements with drum manufacturers and drum shops to um, to test out equipment and things like that hopefully get back onto that eventually um, but the the highest production piece that I've working on on the drum channel that I've have ever done and probably will ever do I've now been working on for the past six years Right, so this is something absolutely crazy. So if I was to just focus on that one piece when I had the idea and do nothing else, I would have a drum channel with zero videos on because this one huge, huge, huge production piece, which is going to be insane, by the way. If you're a fan of Iron Maiden, <laughs> then I, I think you should check it out uh, when it does launch. Um, I would have no videos if I didn't do anything else. So, you know, it might have uh, it might mean that it takes me a little bit longer to work on this production piece. That's perfectly fine uh, because I want the regular content. Um, but something to bear in mind is that, you, yeah, you can have different pillars. You can have different levels of, uh, of production value. But you always want something there, I feel, uh, that allows you to be super, super consistent, even if it is just once a week. So as I say, without wanting to ramble on too much, I want to move on to kind of the second half of this, which is dedicated to uh, efficiency and really being mindful of the work uh, and the effort that, you know, that work requires that you're actually doing. So immediately when we think of efficiency, I want people to look at what you can actually template, what you can, uh, you know, look at where you can reduce your time and improve efficiency. So as soon as anybody hears the word template, and I used to think of this as well, I think of like horrific, um, you know, 72 page PDF of brand guidelines. Um, and just ultimately, uh, the word to me always used to, um, you know, word association, it always used to mean like uh, the death of creativity, a template efficiency, it always to me meant the death of creativity, but that absolutely does not have to be the case. Um, being efficient doesn't actually mean limiting your creativity for me now it actually means fast tracking it so it gives you more clarity on your ideas and the sub benefit that you get from uh, templates and consistency around that is actually consistency around your brand uh, your business your message your style of content um, and all that sort of stuff as well so there's many many benefits to what we originally think when we hear the word template is you know a canva template a photoshop 
project you know file or a few hex code colors for your brand saved in some notes that is not necessarily uh, what we mean by that and it, and, it, and it stretches from both ends of the of the content production scale from initial idea to actually getting it out there so for example you may be someone who does have kind of outlandish ideas for all of your videos you may not want to go down the episodic uh, route someone like that may turn around and say well I actually can't you know no two videos are the same I can't I simply can't cannot template any of that I can't be any more efficient and it's a big excuse um, as to why some of my clients will turn around and say, well, this is why I haven't posted, uh, you know, this and that. This is because we're working on this big thing, but, it, you know, this big TV ad or whatever. Um, but here's the thing. There is always, always something that you can improve your efficiency on. There is always something. So even if you look at your planning, you know, create shot lists, create project uh, checklists for both pre and post production. And if you're someone as well who uses freelancers or perhaps outsources a few little things here and there, try always going, or maybe an agency if you're a slightly bigger company, then always look to try and go to the same people. So try and work with the same people. They're actually going to have a you know a better understanding of, of you for a start, the type of content that you're producing, and maybe a better understanding of your, of your business as well, what you're actually aiming and trying to achieve. Um, so there's always something that you can look to improve. Even if you think you've already improved a few things, look at where you're actually costing yourself time. What are you doing twice over? Um, for me, I have all of my projects now, all of this podcast, everything runs in Trello uh, and I try and run everything from that. That was a huge, huge thing because initially it was just, uh, well, I was initially using monday.com, but there was a lot of things where I was kind of having a double enter, um, especially if I was trying to, um, I think I just kicked my camera there, apologies, um, especially if I was trying to, you know, have a, a podcast episode and then kind of micro content and then maybe, you know, a, 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 something with a picture and a quote from it and all this sort of stuff. A lot of that was becoming very, very messy. Um, and so the, the, the sooner that you can look at what you're uh, doing that is costing you time and you can reduce that, improve it, outsource it even, um, the better. So it's something that I wanted to delve into and, and just mention because um, for me, this year is kind of where I've realized that, um, you know, temporary solutions only, only leave you with permanent problems. Temporary solutions only leave you with permanent problems problems or permanent headaches or permanent uh, time killers, time wasters. Um, and that is very much all that I've had, um, you know, for the first few months of Affinity Racing, constantly having to set up all of that equipment. Like I say, it was a, such a headache. Um, and I, I kind of start to implement that across everything now. So I have all these different setups for these different filming uh, pieces. I've invested the money in, you know, lights for each different setup, just so that I can have everything on the desk, good to go. And the headspace that's, that saves for a start is insane. Um, and the time, if you add that up, like I say, is uh, will probably uh, blow your mind, that's for sure. Um, so I mentioned consistency um, a little bit before all of that rambling. Um, and this is something that I want to highlight the importance of as well. So when it comes to planning your content, right, let's get back to the, the point of this podcast. Um, when we first start out, the biggest, biggest mistake that we can make is setting ourselves um, ridiculous goals, ridiculous standards, ridiculous, ridiculous schedules that we will never, ever uh, be able to stick to right so when I set up winter media 
I went freelance. I'll be honest with you, I was hyped up on Gary Vee a little bit. Producing content at scale for as many platforms as possible. Putting out between 80 and 100 pieces of original content a day. You need to make, a, you need to make 25 pieces of content a day for LinkedIn. Um, absolutely love that bloke, but when, uh, when you've watched a few of his videos, you immediately go, right, when you set up a business, you go, right, well, I need, uh, I want a podcast episode for every day of the week. I want uh, 10 YouTube videos every single week. I want 12 uh, posts going out on LinkedIn every single day. And of course, that may have been doable for the first day uh, or perhaps the first week at an absolute stretch. But as soon as I started to get clients in, as soon as I started to get busy, uh, or as soon as I kind of needed at least one day off from the 16 hour days that I was working, um, it became very, very difficult. So it was very easy to get a few days into the week, realize that you've missed, you know, the, the 11 of the 12 LinkedIn posts that you wanted to do. And all of a sudden, that becomes the standard, right? So you've missed that YouTube video, uh, the past three YouTube videos, that becomes the standard. Well, I've missed three, so it'll not be too bad if I miss one more. Um, I've missed seven YouTube videos over this month, but it'll be okay if I miss one more. Um, whereas if you actually do the reverse and you set yourself the, the easiest, um, the easiest goals that you can actually implement and stick with, then you're so much more likely to be annoyed uh, for the right reasons if you miss one episode uh, or YouTube video a week, right? So now I, I live stream religiously every Monday um, and the other days I kind of add in when I can depending on what um, is going on on the, on the racing side of things. But every Monday now, if I miss one live stream, I'm absolutely devastated. Um, and I and I live stream religiously, and if I miss a live stream, it's on it's on very rare or um, you know unprecedented circumstances, um, and that is the only time now that I will miss that. And I've been so much more, um, it's been so much more beneficial. The channel itself has grown, that consistency has been insane, um, and has been really really beneficial. And now anything else that I do is a bonus. It's no longer a case of going well. I got three out of the five videos I wanted to do this week. Instead, you're saying I got three videos, I'd only plan for one, I've got an extra two. And that bonus, that energy, that hype, that kind of positive um, affirmation as opposed to the negative kind of, oh, well, I suppose I almost got there, um, is so much better as well. So never underestimate that for a start. But yeah, it can be it can be very easy to, to slip those ridiculous standards. So be very realistic with your time. Maybe spend a week or a day creating as much content as you can and get a gauge from there of how much time it does actually take you. Um, that wasn't something that I written down in my script, but I think it's a very good idea. Um, because if I was to actually do that now, and I sat and recorded a few uh, episodes or a few uh, podcasts or racing things or recorded some drum covers, whatever, immediately I would actually get a realistic gauge of how much of that I can produce in a week, how much of that I'm producing a month and across the year, and kind of try and average that out and set some realistic numbers, not a million posts a day on LinkedIn. Um, so bear that one in mind as well. And always remember that the consistency is the most important part, even if the output is less. So two gym sessions per week for 10 years is gonna be so much better than seven gym sessions a week for only 10 weeks, right? If you can stretch that consistency out, remain consistent um, and, and stick to that Monday night live stream, that Friday upload, whatever it might be, if you can do that over five, 10 years, you will be blown away with the results. I can absolutely assure you that. No numbers or anything to back that up. I just promise, I absolutely promise. And as I say, this is exactly what I've done with Affinity Racing uh, and live streaming every Monday religiously, not missed, as I say, uh, any live streams um, or a massive amount of live streams. And 
that channel has now grown 50% more than Winter Media in nine months versus what Winter Media did in four years. And part of the reason, going back to doing things that you enjoy, is because I actually really, really enjoy that sort of stuff. This type of content with the Content Creator Podcast, I really enjoy this, but the other types of content that I thought I was going to be making for Winter Media, um, you know, the kind of Final Cut tutorials and all this sort of stuff, I realized that didn't really sit very well with me. I wasn't very good at articulating that sort of stuff. I didn't really have the best uh, creative way of, of explaining things or the best examples or whatever it might be. And so I really, really struggled to create those pieces of content. And in truth, I'm more than happy and clients are more than happy when I do the videos for them. And if they need help with a tutorial or something like that, I send them to whatever YouTube channel is out there that I, even I follow, Think Media and all the rest of the guys um, who do a much better job. Um, and I think that is, I think that's something to be, you know, kind of really important, uh, a really important message is you don't have to chase every type of content all the way back to the start. Focus on what you enjoy, focus on what's going to be right for you, your brand, your business, uh, and what's actually authentic. If I'd pushed myself to do all of these um, final cut tutorials, chances are I, w I would have wasted weeks on end producing content that just didn't didn't sit right. Um, so always go back to that first question. What's the point of your content? What's the purpose? And what are you actually going to enjoy? Uh, and with that kind of what platforms and what pillars are going to work well. Um, so never, ever underestimate the power of uh, uh, the power of compounding, because this is something so amazing that we can never really compute until we actually see the results. So as soon as you remain consistent with something, tie that in with something that you enjoy doing and you will be on I promise, onto an absolute winner. So there we go then. I hope this episode has helped provide some uh, thoughts and considerations um, around planning your content. I wanted to keep it relatively high level. I didn't want to focus on um, too many specifics because this content uh, or this episode can, uh, you know, can can reach a lot of different types of content creators, different strategies, and different uh, brands, and all that sort of stuff. But I may do a few episodes where we look at certain specifics, certain niches, certain areas, certain channels, and and kind of try and plan content like that. Um, but I didn't want to give too many specific examples other than the stuff that I've done uh, myself with the drum channel and racing and winter media and all that sort of stuff. So either way, really hope this episode has helped. Uh, if it has done, please make sure to uh, subscribe wherever you're listening and wherever you are watching. Make sure to uh, drop a like, a review as well on the podcast would be very, very helpful. Share with any other content creators, marketing managers and anybody else, anybody else who you think that this can uh, help. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully I remain consistent myself. I've rambled on about it long enough. Hopefully I can remain consistent in this podcast and get plenty good episodes. I've got many, many ideas. Let's see what we can do. Uh, really hope you've enjoyed it and I'll catch you in the next episode. Yeah.